Hello everyone, it's the Conflict Chick here and happy Sunday night or Monday morning, depending on when you're listening to this broadcast. I just want to thank you for being loyal listeners and also those who are really serious about things as it relates to conflict, family, career, entrepreneurship, and yourself, self-care. Um, Today, I want to really take a a chance to discuss some of the things that we're witnessing through the media and we're witnessing in our own homes and our own communities. It's this thing called systemic racism, and we know it exists, and oftentimes we fail to acknowledge its, its real impact. So tonight, I want to talk to you about... Um, specifically uh, policing and my first encounter with police. Now, this goes back several decades, okay? So I'm not going to date myself fully, but just know it's more than one decade. All right, great. And what I found is an awakening, especially in light of the uh, Tiana, well, excuse me, Brianna, um, and the George Floyd situation, the Breonna Taylor and the George Floyd, um, I now have to look at my experience and say, but God. So let me back it up for you and tell you where I'm coming from. So I want you to picture this. I'm a native Nashvilleian, Nashville, Tennessee, born and raised. I was at a teen party. And at this particular time, I was... 14 years old, I was hanging around with some of my older girlfriends who were also teenagers, but they were a little older than me. So I was um, the second to youngest in this group. And what we did is we went to a teen party that was held at a local um, center in our hometown. And there were four of us that were there aged um, 14 to 18. And what happened, there was a, uh, some type of ruckus outside and there apparently were gunshots. Okay. So this neighborhood was one that has been known for violence and, you know, just a lot of rambunctious people running around. So they say, right. But these are my people. We're brown people. We all live together. And so I went to this party that evening and it was scheduled to end at 11 o'clock like all of our parties do because we had a 12 o'clock curfew so we were preparing to leave and what happened is we got shoved back inside the building they were like oh no they're shooting out there they're shooting let's go back in so my girlfriends and I the four of us ran back into the auditorium and we stood, you know how you pull bleachers out back in the day? Those of you could roll bleachers out and watch a basketball game and uh, just kind of sit in that moment. Well, this particular day, the bleachers were pushed all the way back because this was a teen party, a dance party. So we were on that wall right in front of the bleachers, just trying to wait and at least put something between us the door and the windows because, you know, we didn't want to get shot or anything. And we did hear some gunshots. Well, a few minutes later, we heard sirens, right? And we're like, 
oh no, is that someone hurt or are they coming to rescue us? So we stayed put, okay? So mind you, it's just the four of us left in there were very quiet because we were not sure what was going on. We could still hear the commotion outside. And the next, we heard policemen burst into the door and they were like, everybody get out, get out now. Well, we're in the gymnasium. We're not sure what to do. So we were actually frozen, okay? Frozen in time. So we stood there in front of those bleachers on that wall and waited. And the next thing we heard were footsteps. And so when I stepped out to see what was going on, I had a gun pointed at my face. It was the cops. And all he said was, move. And I moved. So with that experience, I now, even to this day, still have an issue with policemen. But what I want to share is this glimmer of hope. That particular police officer was not trigger happy because he did not shoot me or my friends. He did tell us to move though in a very firm voice and so you know we got out of there. But in that moment I was scared and relieved at the same time because it was a time of protection but it was also a time of fear. So it's it's Important to note that even though nothing happened, something happened. And that's kind of what we're experiencing and have experienced for many generations. Systemic racism has us frozen in time. And often when we are frozen, we either fight it or we run away. Or we're stuck. I was stuck until he told me to move. And I said, you know what? In that moment, I needed to get my feet moving and get to where I needed to be for safety. And that was outside of the building. Now, if I look at where I am today, that is the one and only time I've had a gun pulled out on me. And to have that experience with an armed officer at such an early age, I wonder, would the policemen now have had the same mercy on my life? Would I even be here to record a podcast? This is why everyone's fighting, guys. Because a lot of people don't do what this officer did, which was have mercy, ask questions, then shoot. A lot of times it's wrestle them to the ground or shoot. We were not a threat. But sometime 
through history, we have now become threats. Or maybe we've always been a threat and I just happen to have a very good cop that day. Now, if I was to fast forward, three more years after that, at the great age of um, 18 and a half, almost 19, I was driving my mother's Volvo, ironically, not too far away from this incident that I had at 14. Um, Riding with my boyfriend and his cousin, we were going to the movies in this area called Fountain Square which is kind of in North Nashville, kind of central, a couple of minutes away from downtown. And you know how you have the flashing red lights and flashing yellow lights? Well, we had flashing yellow. And there was a gentleman coming off of the interstate who had flashing red. Well, he pulled out in front of us and caused me to T-bone his vehicle. Well, being the teenager that I am and afraid, this was my first wreck, I was like, what are you doing? You're disobeying the law. Did you not see us? We are here. I have this big white car. So the cops that came on the scene asked us to move to the nearest Exxon. So we moved to the Exxon and my mother's hood was up and I was so afraid. This was before cell phones, so no one could record or anything. Um, I had my boyfriend at the time go and place a call to my mother on the payphone and my mom and dad. So while I'm there looking for the license and registration, the two cops, there was a rookie cop and then there was a more seasoned gentleman with salt and pepper hair. They approached my car and surrounded me and my my um, people and treated us like criminals. Now, what I mean by treating us like criminals, really talking derogatory, had his hand on his weapon, was really, really mean, shouting at me and telling me that he was going to have to arrest me if I didn't produce the paperwork for the vehicle to show that it was my vehicle. Now I'm almost in tears, but I'm too mad to cry. You know, I'm like, you you wrecked my mom's car. But what I noticed, he was over talking to the other young man and his two female um, passengers. And I couldn't understand why. Well, let's fast forward a little bit. What made that particular thing different? Why was that situation different? I'm in a very nice Volvo, driving with my boyfriend and his cousin, but we were treated as if we did something wrong. So what happens next is really interesting. I started just talking to him as he was yelling at me and saying all types of negative things to me. I said, you know what? I'm a child of God. And nothing you can say or do is going to harm me because I'm God's child. And he's not going to let anything slip up on me. So now the policemen were looking at me like I was a little touched. But my, my anxiety had increased so much that I had to start praying openly, right? (laughs) So listen to this. 
what I found out is the one of the reasons why the gentlemen were so chummy with the other gentleman who it was his fault. <laughs> um, he was a soldier from Fort Campbell and he was riding with his two lady friends who happened to be escorts. And what's even more ironic in this situation, remember me telling you, I'm a child of God. He's not going to let anything happen to me. The way that the report was written was that it was no fault. When it clearly was the fault of the other gentleman. And he yelled at my boyfriend and his cousin and threatened them with being jailed too. And me for disorderly conduct because I was being me, dramatic. But I was scared. So fast forward, this gentleman, this this rookie cop, once my dad came on the scene, they disappeared and went into their vehicles and wrote up the reports and called in the wreck. And once I got home a couple of months later, they were working on uh, I-440, which is one of our major highways here. And I saw the name of the cop flash on the news. Guess what happened? This particular cop was driving drunk one night on this highway, hit the bridge or the, the middle, the divider, and ended up killing his girlfriend who was the passenger in his car instantly. So what I want to share with you is that when you get to this impasse and we really truly understand that we are God's children, we are going to prevail as a nation, as a people, because this has gone on long enough. And what we have now are soldiers very similar to me, right? I always tell people I lived during the wrong eras. I was definitely a 70s child. But I should have been born in the 60s, so I could have celebrated in the 70s. And now I love the millennials and the zillennials because I'm right out there with them because I understand the injustices. So I want to tell you all, stay the course. Those of you who have been complicit, it's now time to thaw out your thoughts. Unfreeze those bad things that you do. And remember... You have the ability to make an impact just with one conversation, with one family member, with one employee, with one friend, with one child. You have the choice. So I thank you for listening. I hope you have an amazing day and just understand that we are all truly in this together. We are open for love and forgiveness. Have a good day. Bye-bye.